Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Weekend Gaming Podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Mr. Gott for episode 68 for Sunday, the 16th of January, 2022. This week, we'll be discussing the new details and specs revealed for the PlayStation VR 2, a review of the latest Chemco drop, Sword of Ellipsia, and, the impress- and my impressions, our impressions of the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise. As always, I'm joined by Swinney. Hello there. And who's missing, Swinney? Unfortunately, Mike. The we're main promised, man, Mike. <laughs> we're promised this DK2 and Mike leading this piece. He has had so much time <laughs> to play this game now, so I'm sure he's going to come back defeated. Uh, King K. Rule, 100%ed the game. He's got, so. he's got all the DK coins. He's 102%, right? Whatever the Lost World, if it's called that one in this one, I'm sure it, it is. is. He's, he's 100% at everything in that game, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. I think his uh, disappearance is all due so that he doesn't need to beat that game. Because <laughs> he can't beat it, it's too difficult for, for his skill set. Honestly, it is a tough game, it is, it is a tough game. So yes, unfortunately, uh, listeners, viewers, Mike is away. We're very sad about that. Uh, our best wishes. He's not dead yet. I mean, that will age very poorly if he does die. <laughs> you could have, it was so easy just to not mention anything about that, you know. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we do wish he's, we wish him well. I'm sure he's actually like on the stream going, these bastards don't even care about me. Yeah, um, and as, up, Mike. as always, if you, if you enjoy that kind of uh, rambling, j- jump on bigwigpod.com and, uh, Follow us on whatever social media platform you like. Uh, like, follow, subscribe, do all that cool stuff. And the hype man, Swinney. What do you want to hype up this week? Oh, the only hype I've got is that one day we'll actually do that <laughs> Country 2 feature. Because the, the unfortunate part is not only that feature, but also the following one, which is Yoshi's Island, are the two that Mike's leading because he, it's his first time playing through those games. Yeah. Whereas we have grown up with those games. Yeah. So, and... In the case of Donkey Kong Country 2, we've done like an hour-long special on it. We haven't done that for Yoshi's Island, so we could definitely sub in for that if, you know, for some reason. But it's kind of like we're waiting on Donkey Kong Country 2 before we get to the other three games in our Game of Some Other Year list, mm. which after that will be Chrono Trigger and then Earthbound. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because <clears throat> we could definitely just cover Yoshi's Island, but I'm actually keen to see Mike talk about it just because he's fresh on DKC 2 and Yoshi's Island. And I feel like those games are so close in terms of... They're very different, but just seminal platforming games that his view on them, which I think privately we sort of know, <laughs> um, is, is quite interesting to me to tease out. So, mm. yes, we, we will wait another week. Hopefully he'll be okay next week. I mean, we might need to bring in Joe Jives or something uh, onto the show and get rid of Mike. I mean, Maybe. hospitalizations caused the person to join the show. Maybe <laughs> near hospitalizations caused people to leave the show. As soon as you said that Joe Jives is out buying uh buying like a digital camera and uh <laughs> Elgato Elgato Cam Link or whatever the hell exactly. else you need. <laughs> um and you're getting a lot of love for your Chemco tier list, which is uh very good. Yeah, it's strange. Like there's it's strange how many people are out there like me that actually enjoy playing these <laughs> games. It's it's kind of crazy. You go onto like Chemco's YouTube channel and they don't get a lot of views on their trailers and stuff, but when you know, when they release stuff, people are like 
there's like a small but absolutely loving community of of Kemco enthusiasts out there. There so. are dozens of us. There are dozens of us. There are. I would say there are hundreds. <laughs> but fair. maybe not thousands. Maybe not thousands. Hundreds. <laughs> it was funny when that guy or girl uh, replied on the video straight away. Was like. This is what I was waiting for. Someone to do like a Kemco <laughs> RPG tier list. <laughs> like, so we gotcha. Awesome. We gotcha. There and we then go. someone else going, how many hours did you play in these games? Which I think he did kind of cover to some degree, right? I think he sort yeah. of said ballpark hours. Or maybe that you said to us privately. I can't remember. Well, generally looking 20, 25 hours on average. But mm. then there's some games that are, are definitely more. So wow, times that by 36 um that gets your number there yes yeah, so so. it's about a thousand or something yeah thousand but uh, <laughs> but uh we will be talking about um the latest chemco game soon so in our uh, review feature later yes. so. and do you have a question of the week you can you can do the question of the week this week what's a question of the week when there's only two people like to answer it that's that's not a question of the week that's just a conversation um <laughs> I look, I, I, you put me on the spot. I'm not like Mike. I can't come with a question out of nowhere. You know me. You know how prepared I, I come to these shows. So am I. I cannot do things on the fly. I am just horrible. Like, I need stuff written down in, a no, in like, notepad, <laughs> like, written ahead of time. So. I wanted to see. I wanted to test the waters just because uh, no. Mike, Mike is very funny on the fly. Like, comes up. But then, you know, probably doesn't refine or prepare further than that. So, very so on the fly. That, that reminds me, actually, I back in like early uni days, mm. the, um, there was a someone was putting together like a video game uh, like sh- show. I don't know. It was kind of before the YouTube days, so it was more like it would probably be on Channel Thirty One. Was it Channel Thirty One or whatever? You mean at the uni? Like yeah. Oh yeah. So it would have been yeah, yeah. Channel Thirty One in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were putting together, and so they're having like you know they'll and I'm like oh that's look, pretty I'll, cool. I'll, I'll try out and uh, and and everything and. I was in there, I was getting interviewed by the guy that was heading it up or one of them. And he was obviously looking for, and rightfully so, like the right kind of person for the show that was quick, that was quick off the take, you know, that could like come up with funny stuff. And that's not me generally speaking. And so he's talking to me, he's interviewing and he goes, what would I do if I, he said to me this part of it, what would I do? What would you do if I insulted your mother? Right. And I'm like, that was the most random thing. And then he goes, I just insulted your mum. What are you going to say? And I'm like, I know that. I'm like, like, I don't know. And I'm like, and but the thing is, right, like a funny person that's witty and quick would would have come back to that. Clearly, that's not me. I wasn't right for it. I was not destined for that show if it ever got off the ground. But that just rem- that just brought back some horrible memories there. So that was very that's so embarrassing. Funny. That's so funny. Yeah. I hate those kind of things. I hate, you know... Where I work, we constantly have, and this is probably one of the benefits of COVID, that we haven't had as many in-person things where they do the awkward games or icebreakers. Mm. And there's ones that are kind of funny. The best fun, the best one that I've seen that's good is, have you ever done this where you play uh, rock, scissors, paper? And when you lose, you have to go behind the person that you lost against and call their name. So it's like, Sweeney, 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 Sweeney. <laughs> and then eight, then you go beat someone else. And then everyone that they've beaten becomes a part of your chain. And then you just got like the whole room going, Sweeney, Sweeney. And then the other one's like, Mike, Mike, Mike. And That's actually pretty funny. It, it sounds dumb, funny. but I've run it a couple of times and it amps people up, man. People are laughing <laughs> and just like, this is some dopey shit. But it's, that's a good one. The ones that are horrible are like, 
each person stand up and say something that everyone doesn't know about you. I'm like, I know, I know. And I end up just saying, oh, I do a podcast or I do something. And then I'm like, I wish I never said that because it's horrible. I know. It's like to be able to go, I think, oh, I've done a whole podcast series on the ferals. (laughs) Australian Australian TV show. Or... Uh, I'm. Oh, the funny thing is, like, not the funny thing. The better version is where they get like everyone to write something on paper, and then you have to match someone, it. Yeah. Someone calls it out, and then everyone has to guess who it is, which can be embarrassing, especially if like no one ever guesses you because then you just nothing. But um, I put I put like, um, loves progressive death metal on there. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. See, I would do something like I know, I have at one time known every lyric to Les Misérables. The musical, right? You should have said known every lyric to uh, Slayer Rain. <laughs> probably both, probably both. But I just think it's like something like that will throw people off big time where they're just like, oh, I don't see that fat bastard liking Lame Miz. <laughs> you know, they'll pick all the chicks or the gay guys or something like that. So yeah. anyway, hey, we're not, <laughs> we're just like, constantly, I can't believe like Mike's not on the show and we've gone totally off, off Look, the reservation. Look, it's a, it's a pretty light show in terms of things that are scheduled in so it is is what it is it is what it is that's true all right we'll jump into what we've been playing this week um so yeah i've been playing a bunch of the game of some of the year the games of some of the year 1995 so dkc2 i've actually played that on the analog pocket and Yoshi's island as well Oh, so you're playing the Game Boy Advance version of DKC2? Yeah, I was just trying them out. Um, and they're really cool, man. Like, I can imagine... It's weird for us, because we grew up with the SNES version of those games. And I can imagine there's people who are like, mm, you know, what is it? Like, about eight years younger than us? Five, ten? You know, anywhere from five to ten years younger who grew up with the Game Boy Advance. Because a lot of kids did. And that's probably their version of those games. And they're very good versions. Like, I, th- I think the Yoshi's Island version is a bit better than the yeah, like DKC2 version. I so. like that version. I haven't played Donkey Kong Country 2 on Game Boy Advance, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a little bit... Like, you know what the biggest thing to me is? It's like the music is so good on the SNES. Like, mm. they took such good advantage. You know, we've covered it many times. We'll cover it again shortly. And, yeah, like, that kind of stands out a little bit more. Um also, yeah, Chrono Trigger, I've been playing that. Uh, I set up my uh, analog Super NT in my bedroom now. <laughs> so it's like cool. I could play that late at night, like wirelessly, and same as Earthbound. I actually started Earthbound. I didn't intend to, but I started playing it. It's quite fun as well. So outside of that, uh, you know, we'll talk about that next week, like DKC2. Monster Hunter Rise, we'll come back to you. Thanks to Capcom for providing us the code for that one. So on PC, we have reviewed it previously on Switch. Uh, and then just, yeah, playing heaps of analog stuff. So analog pocket, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance stuff, mostly Game Boy stuff. So Mole Mania, uh, Revenge of the Gator, like finally got a patch. I don't have the cartridge anymore. I, I do want to pick it up. Um, that is like, it's still my favorite pinball game on the Game Boy. I was playing a, a bunch of them and then I started playing Revenge of the Gator and I'm like, this is just such a good pinball game. Like, I don't know why. It's just really good. Like, I don't I know think, what makes a good pinball game. I think Revenge of the Gator to us is what Pokemon pinball is to a lot of people. Yeah, or for, the, sure. The, for sure. I think the Kirby's pinball one as well. Yeah. Um, just something about Revenge of the Gator is just fun. And I'm not a huge pinball person, although no, I enjoy right. it whenever I play it. But there's just something about that game just feel it. It almost doesn't feel like a pinball game at times, even though it lit- it literally is a pinball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just doesn't feel like it when you're playing it. It's I, just, I it's, it, 
it feels very well designed where it's very forgiving and not brutal. And I guess maybe like people who love pinball stuff probably prefer it like to being a bit more brutal, but it's, I think it's a very forgiving game. Whereas, mm. yeah, I've tried the Kirby ones and, and Pokemon. I didn't grow up with them, but I, they didn't click as much. Mm. Um, and, you know, other games like Mario's Picross, which I've played many times before, but I've never actually played it on like a physical sort of Game Boy type setup. It's always been on like computer and stuff like that. It's so good. Like Picross mm. is one of my favorite puzzle games, if not my favorite puzzle game. It's weird on that version. Um, I don't know if you've got the B-roll for it, but it's like you actually it looks like you're chipping it out, chipping the blocks out of the actual it is. thing. It is. And whereas later Picross games, they kind of got away from that aesthetic. Um, I can't remember if Super Mario Super Picross or whatever it was has that as well. But it just feels more like you actually, yeah, like you know, you can see he's, I guess, like a, an archaeologist where he's actually chipping it out. So it actually has this, like, depth to it. I really, really like that. So Yeah, it's, yeah, the archaeologist Mario. So if, you watch, if you're watching the YouTube or the Twitch stream, you'll see the B-roll. Um, that is actually, that outfit, that suit, is the suit from Mario Odyssey. That's the origin of it. Hmm. So, like, people kind of look at it as, like, the safari suit, but it's really, like, more like an archaeologist suit. Um, I look like it's funny because Picross, you go, what could you innovate? I do think like the whole testing and, you know, like, so with Picross, without going crazy and explaining the whole thing, it's very simple. You basically just either chip away at a piece. So you think that there is something there or there's definitely not something there, but on the later versions from, um, Jupiter, Jupiter, is that the right... That's the company that makes it, right? I've seen their logo so. like a hundred times, but I always forget what their name is. I can't remember. Did they make the Nintendo DS ones as well? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much yeah. all of them, right? Um, that they allow you to put a guess tile down. Mm. And I find... Like, I wish they allowed you to do more. Like, I want to go like guess tiles, guess flags, guess... You know, like, I, I want them to expand the whole guess system because there's sometimes where I'm like, ah, oh, man, like, I'm kind of stuck here. I just need to kind of guess and work it through but mm. obviously this version doesn't allow that but it's still very good i'm like pl- like the easy puzzles are way too easy like <laughs> ridiculous like i'm solving them in like six seconds just like mm. one after the other <laughs> it's like oh my god this is like kind of ridiculous i remember how easy it was before but i'll just have to skip ahead but well i mean they've got a they've got to start somewhere and you got to think you've got to get kids into it as well. Whereas yeah. I don't, I don't know if kids are playing the Picross games these days, you no, know, like, no, but no. I think back then, obviously Nintendo was a lot more targeted towards a younger audience than they are these days. So they yeah. definitely would have obviously had to introduce it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Cause what are they called? They're called nonograms. I think is like the yeah, nonogram. Yeah. It's the yeah. puzzle. Yeah. I, I was, I'm curious to know like where that origin style of puzzle originated from because you know it wasn't here like surely it's been around before this I'm almost 100 percent sure it's japan and that's mm. also like a bit of the you know the kind of style of name that it has um mm. yeah no I'm, I'm i'm interested as well to kind of go like where did the first nonogram come from and why and all this other kind of stuff mm. yeah 87 in tokyo so yeah oh. that's what it's so, like from so not that long before this actually yeah, yeah, no, it's true, actually. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because, like, yeah, that game is, like, only... It's funny how they've copied it, like, because all the stuff that Nintendo copies and doesn't copy, <laughs> it's actually mm. a relatively new game, really. Like, 87 is pretty recent. Well, some, port- mm. some people 
know it by paint by numbers, which I just don't think sounds that good. So. Well, because that's the new like app version of it, right? Well, that term has been around for ages, like since the early 2000s, because I remember finding free browser versions that were called paint by numbers. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, interesting. I love Picross so much. I think it's an awesome game. Mm. Like, if you haven't tried it, definitely... I'd recommend picking up any of the Switch ones or just playing it online. It's, it's really awesome. But I do want to highlight the game that I've been playing the most on the pocket, which is Mario Golf. And, man, this game is just so <laughs> freaking good. So this I Game Boy it. Color, it's just like... In, in, you know, if you want to play a modern version of this just go grab golf story by the queensland so australian studio um it's like bloody awesome this game like it, it is so addictive I, I was just like oh, i'm gonna play a little bit just to remind myself of the game and i was like oh i gotta beat this i gotta get to the links course i gotta level up and it it's kind of embarrassing that the latest version of mario golf which i'd be interested in playing kind of feels like has less features than this game does and the style well, as well yeah i mean i i remember what was it the, i think it's the 3ds mario golf like i remember playing that which i guess you could see is like the middle middle way between like the game boy color just in terms of time and the amount of releases that have been since that like slots in the middle and mm. i'm just like there's next to nothing in this game yeah and i was i knew that ahead of time i bought it bought it for cheap but i mean camelot you know, Camelot are known for like the Golden Sun games and as well as obviously the, you know, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. But it's just something about those Game Boy Color games, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis. It's just something special about them mm. that I, as you said, like I kind of wish they went more in that direction rather than away from it. Because, I mean, I'm sure it sold pretty well and it was critically acclaimed and people seem to love it. So it's just weird to me they went away from that. Yeah, you know, like, because Nintendo really doesn't like the experience stuff or RPG elements. Like, it feels like every other studio, every other game is pushing into RPG elements for everything. And Nintendo <laughs> seems to be the complete opposite. It's like, hmm. they're trying to figure out ways to remove as many RPG elements from games as possible. Even ones that have had it. They're like, how do we hmm. get rid of these bloody RPG elements? And that's, I mean, it's also the reason why I append Camelot alongside Intelligent Systems for my, uh, that's one sexy pitch, to make mm. the uh, F-Zero Saga game, just because I, Camelot do such great work <laughs> melding other genres that aren't RPGs with RPG mechanics. Mm. So. so, And I just want to give a shout out. So, yeah, I forgot their name for a second. Sidebar Games. So, Australian developer. They're the ones who did Golf Story. Definitely check that out. It's well worth the price, whatever it is, but you can go grab it on the sale. It does go on sale every now and then. Hopefully, they'll have Sports Story this year. I'm totally getting that. I've got Golf Story as well. You know, going back to what you're saying, like, I would love if these guys got their hands on, like, the next Mario Golf. Like, just make it 2D. You know what I mean? Like, it would be freaking insane. I think, do Camelot, I think they still make them. I think so. Uh, I think you're right. I just don't yeah. like the new versions. Oh, like, yeah, no, but I think they are still the ones making them. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, um, why can't you make a 2D version and a 3D version? You know what I mean? Like, why can't you have the two series going? I mean, Mario does it. Like, you have your 2D Marios and then you've got your 3D hmm. Marios, and they seem to be fine with having that set up. So. Yeah, it seems like Camelot have made all of them pretty much since the Game Boy Color. So. Um, it's not. I don't think it's. The, I don't think it's them. I think it's probably just 
Nintendo wanted a different direction, I imagine. It's true. Probably I, their notes ca- on it, you know. Because Camelot, <clears> like, <throat> they started with the Shining Force games, you know. They're, sure, it may <laughs> not be the same people there that were yeah. in the 90s, but they're obviously, their backbone is RPGs, so... Anyway, yeah, they wouldn't be the driver of it. Yeah, that's right. I, I may or may not be playing a golf RPG in the next couple of weeks. Well, actually, I will be playing it. Why I say may not. I Is that because be Kemco is releasing that golf RPG? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Correct. I saw that on the Lizard like, oh, God. Because it's like Correct. one and two, right? I can't believe I know some of this stuff now. It's scary to me. We we will I'll mention it when I talk about the other game. Later, okay. So. Well, it's over to you. What have you been playing this week? Or well, the last two weeks, I guess. Yeah, a lot of games, mm. a lot of games in these last two weeks. So um, I have been playing Earthbound. So it's been my first. Uh, actually, you know what? Sorry, before I get to Earthbound, there's something I forgot. I, that was really important. Been waiting like two weeks to talk about, which is my gaming resolutions. I need to make some adjustments. It's like oh, I've been the... waiting two whoa, weeks for hey, this. So whoa, like, wait, wait, wait! Make some before... adjustments. Yes. Hey, on. Get... hold the phone. Wait. Before... What do you mean adjustments? So and sorry for starting off. I was about to talk about Earthbound because I'm like, well, I might as well talk about all the games rather than. So with my, I realized like almost immediately after the show we we did and mm-hmm. like we did the Kemco RPG tier list last week, so it wasn't like the right place to bring it up. Yeah. Um, I just need to make some adjustments. So. Oh, this is this is controversial, I, Sweeney. This is. Uh... This is is unacceptable. (laughs) To one one of them, one of them that I kind of rushed and didn't think ahead about it as well Mm -hmm. and kind of forgot some specific things. So, which is the Game Pass resolution. Oh, you're actually bringing it up. Nice. So, to try out every game on Game Pass, right? Yes. And I'm like, oh, that's... I'm holding you to that. This is going to be a fail if you don't do this. No, I'm making some adjustments now. So it's oh, my resolution. I can change whatever I no, want. No, you can't. So. These have been resolved. Anyway, anyway. That's what a resolution is. It's resolved. Anyway, so the the couple of things I want to clarify is, and I'm only playing games I haven't played before. I forgot to even mention that last time. If a game, for instance, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, right? I've already playing that game. I'm not just going to oh, play it just okay, to mark okay. it off, right? Oh, or if... Okay. The, or if it adds a game oh, okay. I've completed or whatever I've played before, I'm not just playing okay. just a mark new off some games. stupid thing. New right? games. Yeah, a game I haven't played. Try before, out right? every new game. Hmm. Mike, you're in the chat. Can you can you confirm this? No, I think no, you need no, to have the t- no, two there's of no, three people. No, to... there's no, there's no like this is this is my resolution. Mike, so I'm not. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to lock this sheet down so you can't edit it. All right, so Mike, that's, give that's... your answer. You, do you accept his change of resolution? He says hello. <laughs> he literally yeah. wrote hello in the chat. Anyway, anyway. So the second thing I need to change, I forgot about EA, right? I forgot that EA is bundled into all that crap if you've got Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. The the other thing I want to change about that is that I'm not going to play EA Sports games. Oh, okay, yeah. that's uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, like, I'm not going to do that. The, the, the whole, it breaks the whole intent behind this resolution. The same with the new games thing is like, I want to experience new games, but I have absolutely no interest in the latest version of NHL or Madden that they add in and you happen to have access because it's EA Play or whatever, right? I get the, that the, you wouldn't do the EA Play stuff. Well, no, specifically, I, I, I'm, no, I'm, Mike, Mike's saying not, nah, won't accept it. Nah, well, he doesn't have a say anyway. <laughs> so, but we have to judge you at the end of the year. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the two things. And the other thing was the criteria. I didn't... What I realized and it was just from working through stuff this week is that I think this is a big detriment to the the whole point of this, which is the criteria to talk about every game on the show, right? Yeah. 
there's like this week for instance i've played so many game pass games and it's just like just to just to fill up our show with just just because i have to talk about every single game like that's it goes i realize that's not the whole reason behind the goal i did that wasn't the original criteria that i had in mind mike suggested it i'm like oh yeah whatever um so i just that'll just be i'd play the games you know i'm not i will talk about them on the show but i'm not like oh i forgot to talk about that one bloody game that i marked off on my list so Mm. anyway so that's that's the thing i would have talked about that last week um but I'd rather bring it up on the show rather than speak to you guys offline just because we, we came up with the goals and everything. So, so. Mike is responding to you. I'll, I, I'm just sending you the chat link so you can open up the chat for yourself. But eh, I'll relay care. his chat. He says, you need to score at least 10 goals in FIFA and cause 3,000 NHL to pass. <laughs> yeah. And then he also commented that, oh, yeah, blame Mike when you blame because, him for the fact that... Because you know what would end up being... <laughs> You know what would end up being? <laughs> I loaded up the main menu of Madden 2023 no, or whatever no, it and quit it. No, it wouldn't. That's literally what said, it would end up being. No, it wouldn't because you said, I remember this. See, we're going to hold you to this stuff now. So you said that you will talk about the games. You can't just go, I booted up to the menu screen and I bounced out of it. Yeah, but no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what it would end up being because it's that it goes into the play. Whole, you have to play all with right, shotgun. All right, let's. <laughs> All right, into God. Let's like let, <laughs> cut the cut the jokes. Like I'm changing those because they're my resolutions, and I just realized I realized after the show I'm like, oh shit, all those EA sports games I do not give a flying fuck about. Like I'm not going to do it just for some stupid criteria. <laughs> the whole point of these goals is our personal goals for the year, and I feel that my I really like my goals, and I didn't want that one to be made horrible because of these stupid things that like i didn't think about mm. so i agree all. i agree with the the new game thing like that i feel like that's kind of implicit like it would mm. be insane if you go like hey they've added i'm just trying i'm blanking on a game that you've just finished right i guess it's like dark souls hey you'd be happy to play that but you know what i mean like if it's like here's mm. a game that you've already beaten 20 bloody times oh, i've just got to install it just to tick that box that is mm. I, I, I accept that part of it. It's I'll, just going to... And talking about it, look, I will talk about 95% of the games that I'm playing, but mm. something like um, the latest Madden or the latest NBA game or whatever, I don't even know if they hey, do NBA games know, still. Some of those uh, RPGs, those not, NBA games. Yeah. The the thing is like, the, that's just, it's, not a, it's not a benefit to anyone for me to just do something stupid just to mark it off. Like that's, mm. it goes against everything that I want to do these goals for. Anyway, sorry, I didn't realize that would take that long. <laughs> I was just going to make the changes and that was it. All right, so uh, Earthbound. So <coughs> probably about halfway through the game, the, long, the most I've ever played of that game. So I'm looking forward to the feature when we get to that. What, what, um, is there any way that you can kind of go your vibe on it so far? I know you I'm like, I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. no, no. It's like, I don't. I don't. I didn't like Undertale. So I was very nervous about Earthbound. I was mm. like, ah, just don't click with Undertale. So I'm like, shit, I might not like Earthbound, but I'm liking Earthbound. Yeah, I'm liking it, but I have to see how I kind of land on it, you know, once I've completed it. Yeah. But it's yeah, fun so far. Yeah, it's fun. Um, the gunk. So I played through a lot more of the gunk, but it, that was last week. So I'll just say that's still a really fun game. It does pick up quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, but still it's not like a trend-setting game or anything. It's just a fun game. You sit down and maybe play through it in like eight hours or something. So, so um, how does it hold up against the other Steam World games? Because I think well, they're some of the best games going around. I mean, they're just so different. Like SteamWorld 1, you know, is is a fun... Sorry, SteamWorld Dig 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've only played Dig 1 and Dig 2, none of the other SteamWorld games. 
Um, they're fun. This is obviously, this is much more of a crafted experience. It's not like there's no kind of, you know, SteamWorld Dig 1, you're kind of making your own way through that world. Yeah, Dig 2 is cool. more of a Metrovania. But if they, is, if they were like a 10 out of 10, not saying that they are, but on a scale, uh, is like the gunk like an 8, a 9, an 11? To you? I mean, com- comparatively, ma- comparatively, maybe a 7 or 8. Okay, but, okay. but it's a fun it's a fun game, especially if it's on mm. Game Pass. You can try it out if you don't yeah, buy no, it in the first hour. Um, also played through uh, Uncharted, the f- very first Uncharted Wait, game. Wait, did you finish so, it? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. That's on so the, crazy, dude. On the Uncharted collection. I mean, it's about... <laughs> Seven, it's not eight long. Hours. I know it's not long for you. That's um, just like half day for you. But so that was a lot of fun. You know, action set pieces are awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say dive too much into it because I had have the idea of maybe doing a bit of a roundup on the my resolution, which is the 13 like PlayStation pile of shame games that I'm going to yeah. play through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and kind of do a bit of a roundup on how I felt with all of them. But I liked enough that I've loaded up. You know, number two. Cause, oh, there you go. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like I'm not setting. I didn't set myself a specific list because I'm like, well, if I don't like Uncharted one, I'm not going to bomb the others. So, uh, really good. The only thing is, um, you know, from as a third person shooter and action set piece game, it's it's awesome, especially for the mm. you know for that period when it came out. Just the climbing mechanics are really rough for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I've played a it's, bit of the first one, and yeah, it is a bit rough at times. It's a bit rough, especially when you know I'm such a huge fan of the Tomb Raider Legend trilogy, mm. and Tomb Raider Legend came out kind of just prior to that. Probably it would have been well into development when Legend came out, but it's like I look at that game and I look at this, and from a climbing environmental puzzling standpoint, but it's doing more than that. It's obviously you know more yeah. action, so that's fun. All right, so. Quite a lot of games to talk about. Um, so good. Dark Souls. Let's talk about <laughs> some Dark think, Souls. Is this just going to be a sub point that you have? No, it's not a sub point. I'll talk okay. a little bit about it. But okay. um, so basically, in the B roll, that um, is a little <laughs> some clips that I played because I finally became a one bro. I completed my New Year's resolution of defeating, completing Dark Souls at Soul Level One. Oh right. my god, such Wait, a... Can, can we sit in the pocket of what you're actually saying? So this is a game that, like, some people, like, literally cannot finish. Like, genuinely try their hardest and cannot finish this game. And the RPG mani- mechanics of it are such that you can level up, get stronger, increase your stamina. So what what is your... What are you trying to do here? So basically, <laughs> you have to choose... There's You can only choose one class. The only class which starts at level one, which is Pyromancer... So basically the stats you have as a starting pyromancer is all the stats you can have the whole game. You can't level up at all. So that's what a soul level one run is. Um, and I didn't do 100%. Some people like to do all bosses and stuff. I just wanted to complete the game. I'm like, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to do that. Um, didn't summon. Like it was all just done myself. But honestly, summoning probably wouldn't have helped for the only ba- the only thing that was really tough, honestly, in this challenge. This is such fun. Like, this challenge, if someone loves Dark Souls 1, mm. I think this is such a good thing to do. And if you know the game really well and you're very comfortable with the bosses and their attack patterns, which comes from just obviously playing through the game multiple times, um, it's it's honestly way easier than you expect. It is way... <laughs> no, it is way easier than anybody would expect because the reason being there's a lot of the equipment that you use, like you can actually use quite good equipment at those base level stats that you get. Mm. And the only massive challenge I had was Ornstein and Smo. 
or smell. Oh or yeah, I hate those. That's bosses. the only that probably took me about thirty tries because I took the t- I went the tactic of using the <clears> red <throat> tearstone ring. So for anyone, obviously most people that um, have probably played through Dark Souls might not remember, but red tearstone ring. Um, gives you a huge attack power buff when your health is below probably like 80% or maybe 85%. It's mm. pretty, you've basically got a tiny little bit of health left and you get like this red um, look to it. And I use that for the Ornstein and Smell fight, which means basically you have to complete the fight without getting hit. That's the, that's the reason why it took so many tries because wow. you literally, you just, it's, you get hit, you're dead. So, but other than that hurdle, and, you know, there's a few bosses where I maybe had to try like eight or ten times because, honestly, I was just screwing it up, uh, like uh, Four Kings and Gwyn. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is actually, for someone that's played through the game and considering I've got, you've actually got really good attack power with the setup, that, the equipment that you have, it's not as hard as people think. So that's why I actually think it's really good for people that play through Dark Souls maybe twice, two or three times. It's probably good to have a run where you do that. If you've gone through it once and it was a while ago, it's probably going to struggle a bit because you're not going to remember everything about the game and the tag patterns and stuff. But it's very manageable. Like, I was shocked, honestly. So we we gave this a 5 out of 5 point score. So do you want to put that down? Do you want to make that a 3 or a 4? I'm happy to make it a 4. <laughs> I'm happy to knock oh, it what, down. You want to adjust it? I'm happy to if you want to. I'm just honestly, honestly, you're changing resolutions. So. Honestly, I'm... Hey, it's it was, impressive, dude. It's impressive. It's impressive. I don't care what you say. It's not easy. It's not easy. I, I, didn't, that, say it's, I didn't say it's easy. I just said it's a lot easier than people think it will be. Yeah, like, it seems impossible to me. It seems impossible. Like, I barely got out of Dark Souls. I was, like, so happy to beat that game. I wasn't going to let it beat me. But then I was, like, <laughs> I don't know if I can beat it. And then I got through. I was, like, thank God I beat that but, damn game. But, but also, like... You got to think the, you're, I'm just running through areas and stuff, only getting what I need. You know, I'm not sure. fighting every enemy. Anyway, yeah. so that that was real fun. No, that's awesome, dude. That's that's super impressive. All right, now now just, you have to uh, do a no hit run. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> that would be impossible. <laughs> Shout out to people do the, the massive series one versions of those. All right, so quickly, I just want to get through a trio of yeah, games yeah. that I played on Game Pass that were added at the in the start of uh, January. So. I actually played through um, this last week. First is Gorogoa, I think that's how you say it. Uh, this is a well-known game, but it just came to Xbox and Game Pass. Fun little innovative um, puzzle game. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, it's kind of... The B-roll's showing off a bit of it for people watching the video version, but you got basically four panels, and you move the scenes around, you line things up to make puzzles where a rock might fall from one screen to another... You zoom in, zoom out, and it changes things. Really, really cool, artistic. Um, honestly, a real genius design how the game works. Um, sometimes you do you do get stuck in like, look, I just don't understand what it's wanting to do. But eventually, you'll kind of brute force through most of it. Um, but really fun. It's not a long game. It's a really nice thing you'll probably play through, and uh, depending how you know well you figure it out in in maybe one to two hours. So it's not super long. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've always so heard good things about this, yeah. Yeah, and because it's on Game Pass, you know, you can try it out if you've got Game Pass and you don't have to spend any money, additional money for it. So, mm. uh, The next game is The Pedestrian. So that's also a game that just came to Xbox and it's been out on other platforms for a while. So this is a neat little puzzle platformer where you're a little stick person going across like construction signs and, you know, chalkboards and things like that. 
I love the idea of this game. It looks gorgeous. And I'm I'm not saying like I think I would prefer if this game was a bit more of a traditional platformer, to be honest. It's fun and it's really inventive, but I think maybe I just wasn't in the mood to play what is basically almost a pure puzzle puzzle game. While it's a platformer, it's pretty much a puzzle game. Um so I think that I love the concept. I just wish the concept was more, almost like more traditional platformer. So um, I don't know if I'll play through more of it. Probably played about an hour and a half or something. But it was been fun. So it looks yeah. incredible. I remember when <clears throat> I'm sure it was a part of one of the early state of plays for PlayStation. Yeah. That's where we yeah. first saw it. And yeah, it looked, the art style is super awesome. Oh, it it's looks just great. like if you strip away all the art style and you just had the pure puzzles, I wonder how much it holds up sounds like it's not super clicking with you it's like it's not super exciting not super clicking but that mm. may also just be me maybe i wasn't Fair in the mo- mood not for it. the right time yeah Fair yeah enough. and the third of the game pass games that i want that's kind of that were just added is Alija. i think that's how i read it Alija. yeah that's a hard um, one to say <laughs> so this is like a unique action platformer with some light metroidvania elements it's not really metroidvania-ish but um it's got a visual style that reminds me a lot of another world or out of this world Mm. for um anyone in the u.s which is like the delphine game uh kind of like also like um flashback and things like that not exactly that way but the simplistic um features and things like that um, but it plays very differently. It plays more like a traditional action platformer, but you're exploring around levels, completing like puzzles and fighting enemies and stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's I wouldn't say it's very remarkable though. It's not like a game that's you can. It doesn't didn't hook me, but mm. I did play for a quite a while, and maybe I'll go back to it. But uh, yeah, Leech is pretty fun, and yeah, that's the third Game Pass game, all the of the ones that just got added in. Nice. But uh, the last game, and I've, oh my god, I've been waiting two weeks to talk about this. This is a game I've been wanting to most talk about, which is Y2K, uh-huh. postmodern RPG. <laughs> and, I didn't uh, pick up on that. Every time I see this game, I think it's yeek. yeek. Yeah, that's what I always thought. Yeek. Every time I saw it, like in achievements, and I'm like, it's yeek. Anyway, this is a game that was leaving Game Pass. Um, well, it's left now. I think it was leaving on the 15th. Um, it is a action RPG. Oh, sorry, not actually. A turn-based RPG in the vein of Paper Mario or anything like that. So obviously I'm like, okay, I want to complete it before it leaves. <laughs> this is just and, to add to the end of the year when you cover all the Paper Mario-style games. Yeah, and <laughs> so also a whole bunch of other people on True Teams are playing through it. So it's funny. I got to see other, everyone else is playing I think i hate this game like <laughs> you know there's games where you dislike and there's games where you're like i i actually awesome. hate this game i like how I, you're excited to talk about this game you hate oh because it's such oh it's anyway it's so Close modern man this is like earthbound if it was written by like uni <laughs> philosophy majors basically it's it misses the mark so much like there's elements of this game that are right but it just misses the mark so much in so many ways that i just like oh, this game is was a bit of a hell to play through honestly um this game actually got a lot of criticism when it came out so um but actually before i mention that the best part about this game is its music it's actually got really really good music mm. it's got toby fox does a track on it from Undertale. Oh, cool. Uh, and also Hiroki Kakuda from, uh, I think he composed Secret of Mana. He he does uh, oh, wow. music as well in this game. But this game got so much criticism that even Toby Fox removed a tweet promoting that this <laughs> game was coming out. 
Oh, no. Like, which... So, this, for a few reasons. First of all, this game references... Uh, have you ever heard of... You probably wouldn't remember by name, but there was um, there was a person by the name of Eliza Tam. And um, it was like a, she had a tragic death and there was this video that went viral on the, on the internet no. of, her, of her in an elevator. I can't remember how many years ago it was like having a psychotic episode and yeah, freaking yeah. out. And it was, it was in the, like the time leading up to her when her death. Mm-hmm. And so people just like trying to figure out what went wrong, what happened. Yeah. This game not only references it, it literally almost recreates that by like having game one form. of the, yeah, one of your main characters <laughs> in an elevator gets dragged away with a bloody face by these supernatural beings. And it's like the footage in the game is shot exactly like the real life events. <laughs> And oh my god, people gave this game so much shit for basically like oh doing that. It was just poor taste. Like you, you can do things like that in art, in my view, but oh. what you're doing is you're right on a knife edge, right? And yeah, you need to elevate very much so to be able to pull it off, or else, you know. And I also believe you can cop the fair criticism if it's shit. You know what I mean? Like you do it, and it, it comes off as bad taste, poor taste. Mm doesn't go off right and you've just basically almost you know sensationalized someone's death for your shitty game that no one likes it's like well you gotta wear that dude because that didn't work and the writing is so heavy-handed in this game that they patched in they patched in a dialogue setting when you load up the game where you can choose reduced monologues and it's and it's the recommended setting which is amazing and there's even That's a third awesome. option where if you beat the game once you can make the main antagonist silent what because because he's written so poorly basically the writer admitted that he he wrote the main character to be a self-centered prick and make people hate him and then was surprised when people were like, why the fuck would we care about this guy? Yeah, he's exactly. self-centered. He's an arsehole. Anyway, there's one... The final thing I'll say about this game was from <laughs> the words from the wise scholar of the RPGs from True Achievements, Level 1 Blue Slime. Oh, nice. if, if he plays through a bad game, sometimes he leaves some gems. So oh, that's awesome. He, he wrote about this game once he'd completed it, finished it before it left Game Pass, but at what cost? <laughs> Imagine a dumpster. It's full of trash. Someone left the top flaps open. It rains heavily. The rainwater goes straight into the dumpster since the flaps are up. The rainwater flows down through all the trash and concentrated garbage water pools at the bottom of the dumpster. That is where this game was born. Oh my god. That's so hard. Why are you all playing this shit game that you're hating your shitting on, you idiots? Thank you. Uh, that's my spillover. Thank you very that's much. That's very good. I like that. that. That is funny. Blue Slime is a real person. I like it. Blue Slime level one, right? Level one Blue Slime? I believe it's a conglomerate. I believe it's multiple, more people. It's a group of people. It's like Natoshi Sakamura who made Bitcoin. It's not just one person, man. I don't believe it. You're the, you're the number one single person player of RPGs. <laughs> All right, well, that's a stack of games that you played. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into the news? Let's do it. Beautiful. <clears throat> All right, so for our only news item, Sony have finally revealed more details and specs for its PlayStation VR successor, now officially confirmed as PlayStation VR 2. What a shock. <laughs> <laughs> so the news coincides with the CES 2022 uh, a few weeks ago. 
Sony previously revealed this unit will be a single core device last Feb and then shown off the new PSVR 2 controllers a month later in March. The headset itself will, is yet to be revealed, but will feature new sensory features and eye tracking. So I might just like zip through some of the specs that now we've had it fully confirmed and then maybe you'll call out uh, some of the games that are potentially or are coming to the to the system or VR2, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so it is a OLED display. Each display will have a resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye. Refresh rate is 90 hertz to 120 hertz. Adjustable lens separation, which is a big deal. Uh, 110 degrees of field of view. Uh, it does have the six axes motion sensing system. So a gyroscope and the accelerometer, IR proximity sensor. The four cameras for the headset and control tracking. So that's the inside out tracking that the Oculus Quest 2 does, which makes you feel like you can really, you know, see the controller in your hands. It's like a very big thing for immersion. Uh, IR camera tracking, which is going to track the eyes and each eye, which is new, that's different to the Quest. They've been playing around with that for like about a decade, Sony, eye tracking. And finally integrated into product. Uh, it's going to have vibration on the headset itself. Communication is going to be through the PS5 via USB Type-C, built-in microphone and stereo headphone jack. It's still unconfirmed if you're going to be able to use it on PC. That's going to be a massive thing for me. Like it might be the difference between me getting it or not getting it personally. Um, and the other one is that it seems to have a battery in it, which may make sense, I guess, if there's the vibration function. I'm, I'm yeah, a bit surprised when I saw that there's lithium batteries. Maybe it's actually, when I think about it, it's for the the hand controllers, which are going to be called, um, what were they going to be called? The sense controllers, I think they, they've called them. I can't remember. Did they name them They named them, last yeah. They year? Announced, no, no, no. They named them just recently. Like oh, okay. The I didn't see that one. <clears throat> yeah. And then did you want to talk about uh, the games that are, or the oh, game that sort of were experienced? I just want to just ask a couple of questions about yeah, the yeah, specs, first of all. So the is this the first headset that's had, or at least major headset, that's had vibration in it? Yeah, as far as I'm aware. I'm not like the VR expert that Mike is, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, it's the only one that I'm aware of that has that vibration in it. And yeah, it's going to be sense controllers. And the controllers will have vibration in it as well, I believe. I'm just trying to think the headset. How is that not going to give you a headache? Like, how are they going to make that? So where it's, I know, obviously, it'll be something you turn off. Oh, they'll make it extremely subtle, I imagine. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> what... <clears throat> I'm just trying to think. Like, if, okay, if you if you're in VR and you put a hat on, the sensation of like of putting a hat on or something makes sense. But I'm like, what if if you get shot in the head in the game? Are they going to do something? <laughs> like, what are they what are they going to use it for on your head? Maybe, but like, I, I think it just has to be extremely subtle, and then it will like bring a lot more immersion. But like, I'm just I, trying to think, like, what inputs <laughs> in the game world is going to, like, translate to you getting know. a vibration on your know. head. I don't know. Look, I think it's, like, a very interesting thing. Like, I, I you know, the, the specs are really good. Like, it is, it's funny the way it's competing against, really, the Quest 2 now. Like, Oculus's Quest 2 or Meta, I guess it's going to be called soon. The Meta Quest 2 from Facebook. But that is a full contained, self-contained unit. Like, you know, as I've said before, my wife's dad bought one, right? Like, random people are buying these units and they're just self-contained. Like, you don't need to plug it into a PC. It's got its own marketplace and it's all wireless. So, 
and it's selling for a very competitive price. I just don't know, like, I can't see this being successful, honestly. I'm excited for it personally, but I can't see it being successful. Well, you know what Sony needs to do? They need to open up the uh, checkbook or whatever you do these days, the equivalent in yeah. this day and age, and they need to get uh, Resident Evil Village VR on it because that would be it. That would move the units, just like Resident Evil 7 yeah. was huge on VR. And that's a lot of people, you know, they, like Sony, basically, they did that. They put out the money. They put out the checkbook to get that on yeah, it was like PlayStation. Five million bucks or something, I think. So, it is, and... So. Uh, yeah, like to me, it'd be crazy not to try to do the same thing if they haven't already um, for Capcom for that because that's I, the one that will get people in. I think if they... I, I, I don't disagree. I just think there's another game that you would do and I think if they bundled in Half-Life Alex as a... Like Half-Life Alex, oh, yeah, his yeah. PlayStation VR 2 all in one and people just go, okay, cool. All I need is the PlayStation 5, by the way, which is really hard to get and then get the VR unit. Like, I just... That game didn't have the impact that really should have. Like, mm. that game is so... It, like, it wouldn't be as crazy to say for me when I'm thinking off the top of the dome is, like, it's probably one of the more important games of the last five years, Half-Life Alex. But it just didn't land. Like, I'm still quite shocked, given the, the IP as well. Like, this is the first new Half-Life entry we've had for such a long time, and... Yeah, it just didn't move the needle at all. Like, let's be real. Like, no one talks about Half-Life Alex. I never see anything on Half-Life Alex. Well, the barrier, to, awesome. the barrier to entry for that kind of VR is even way higher than PlayStation VR. So, yeah. I, oh, 100%. Like, I agree. That would be huge. I'm and just it, kind it of going off known. You'd be able to run it. I'm just going off kind of like known commodities of the fact that 7 worked so well for them. So, yeah. and the And the fact that they could obviously, I don't know if it would be a free update or paid whatever be obviously there's there's a big amount of people out there who already own that so yeah. it's like you tap into that audience it'd be paid it was paid for seven so yeah so yeah but um yeah so they did yeah they announced the first title official uh known title or game i should say for psvr2 built from the ground up which is horizon call of the mount which we saw a little bit in the clip before um don't know much beyond um I can't remember the guy from Gorilla Games talking about it as introing the clip, mm. um, but it's been developed by both Gorilla Games and Fire Sprite, who have been in the news recently as well, who potentially taking over, well, apparently taking over the Twisted Metal remake as well. And I actually yeah, forgot. I'm not sure if I believe that, but yeah, I've seen that. That's been a rumor going around. Yeah, I mean, it's been reported by a lot of places, so I would, I would trust that one myself. So but... is the Switch Pro. Yeah, the Switch Pros. That, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing. The yeah. um, but Fire Sprite. I we kind of this went by and I uh, forgot mm. about it. They were acquired actually last September, so yeah, it makes Sony. sense. Yeah. So yeah, then yeah, but that's yeah. Look, one interesting thing though is um, you know, Sony been trickling out this PSVR two information mm. um, since last year. It's funny because this week everyone's like, oh my God, look at these controllers. Look at all these news about these controllers. And I'm like, this is last year. <laughs> I'm fine. Like, what are people excited? But it's just interesting to see how them trickling out the information has, it's like led to people actually not probably potentially hearing it last year, you know? So, which yeah. make, I mean, if you're going to announce the name and stuff, I just, I just want to see that what the headset looks like, to be honest. Yeah. Look, I think it's smart marketing. Like, I think, you know, they, they had a bit last year. They did it in a bit of a lull when there wasn't as much news as around. They've done that again. Like, mm. it's a bit of a lull. There's not much news. It's like, okay, great. We 
can talk about something at CES. Um, we definitely did not know about the inside out tracking. That is like mm. super important. Like again, one of those features, if they didn't have it, it's a bit of a deal breaker because it's just so effective to, you know, track your hand movement, which, you mm. know, really does. Like that's just so awesome in Half-Life Alex. Like when you get to play it, like eventually, which I'm sure you will, you'll find like, yeah, the hand movement and everything. It is very, it's almost like, kind of gets into the uncanny valley a little bit but beyond it like it kind of gets out of that slope and mm. just feels like wow this is almost like i'm tripping or something you know it feels like is this real life or is it not so i'm glad that they have that i know a lot of people are really annoyed with the cable you know single cable i don't know i'm always a bit i, I like cables i still have like cabled keyboard and mice so i'm a bit of a freak I, in that way i like so. cables so. <laughs> intergot 2022 yeah 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 but, um, um, I, and I'm looking forward to this, man. Like, this is a this is one of those things where it's like for Christmas, if you can buy one, it's like okay, this is a cool big gift. Um, not something I'd like necessarily go crazy and go buy, but yeah, like I'm looking forward to seeing how it lands. After look, after looking at the the prices for other like top line headsets, I know this is like you know we'll see how they all line up when everything comes out, but. Just look, I'm much more likely to buy a PSVR 2 than I am any other VR headset just because of various reasons. Plus also like the play space you need. Like yeah. it just makes sense like to be in like the living area for me. That's true. So, That's true. Yeah. And you know, the, the biggest thing with VR, and I know Mike always goes on about it, and I've got another mate, good mate, who is obsessed about VR. He's actually a true VR person. Like he will use VR every day. Like every single day he will use VR. Unlike Mike who likes to talk about it but never actually uses it. Um, <laughs> he's just shitty on my... poor <laughs> poor guy hit him when he's down i'm giving you motivation to get better so he gets back on the show to slam me back but you know it's such a muck around vr it's such mm. a freaking muck around like got to install certain things on my computer got to make sure i use a certain port on my motherboard to make sure it works properly mm. then connect this test the speed that it's so many things to do whereas like there is this just very big simplicity it's like here's the big ass you know, PS, PS5, it's got the USB-C thing in the front, you plug it in and it works. Like that's, that's why people like consoles. Like I like PC and we'll talk about Monster Hunter Rise soon, but you know, there is a simplicity that just wins the argument, you know? And I see people doing that more. And that's, that's actually a big thing for the Quest 2, to be fair. Like hmm. it's all wireless and you just play it, but the fidelity of this is way better than the Quest 2 based on the specs and the PS5 that's powering it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward to it, man. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't, look, it's just going to be the price. That's the thing. That's the only, you know, if it comes out and it's like 750 bucks, like, nah, sorry, man, that's too much for me. I don't know if that's too much for you, Sweeney, but it's, it's got to be like 500 and below for me. I, all I know is that a lot of the other VR headsets I'm looking at are way higher than that. Really? So, yeah. You're trying to do yeah, this yeah. porn VR or something. What are you? What are you? What's going on here? I want to play Half Life Alex, just like you said I would like. But you to. can get a Quest too. I don't. I'm You're not like me with uh, Meta. Right? I would not buy anything to do with her face. No, I, fuck that, dude. Fuck I won't that. either. I refuse to. I don't yeah. care about like. like when I talk about that, I'm excluding them because of that. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah. No, no, no. Fair enough. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Um, cool announcement from Sony. And that wraps up our news for the week. But as we always do, we there's a whole bunch of other news that we're always excited about. And we've decided that we want to summarize it within one minute. So we had Mike doing it, but Mike failed. 
as he's prone to do. So yeah, he had a good run. He, <laughs> he had, had a good, good run. run again. Like I'm trying to push him <laughs> up, and you're trying to kick him down. <laughs> so. Yeah, Swinney will uh, cover the news. One min for the swin. Uh, I'm just going to get myself ready. And yeah, we, are, we are doing a special thing where he started with 180 words and we will ramp it up by one word until he <laughs> fails. So we're at 183. Uh, I'm not as confident this week. I, I didn't have a second read over. Oh, so you practice this. So. You're such a cheater. No, no, I put it in there <laughs> and I'll just have a quick read through to make sure Fair it reads like, it, like I haven't... Do- done typos or anything i didn't do that i just chucked it in there so All right. well as always i'll let you kick off and then i'll start the timer okay kirby in the forgotten land has a release date 23rd of march 2022 stalker 2 is unfortunately being delayed six months till december the 8th 2022 screenshot screenshots of an unannounced armored core sequel have leaked via from software survey final fantasy 14 will return to sale late january after being removed for being too popular <laughs> take two has acquired mobile giant zynga for 12.7 billion usd the ESA have announced that E3 will not be running an in-person event in 2022. Valve have confirmed that the Steam Deck is on track for its planned February launch. Microsoft have confirmed that the Xbox One console production was discontinued in 2020, while Sony have extended PS4 production into 2022 and lowered targets for the PS5. Sony have also begun pulling PS Now retail cards, possibly preparing for its rumoured new subscription service. Sega have opened a second Japanese development studio in Sapporo, Xbox head Phil Spencer has called for a cross-platform account ban system, director Duncan Jones is campaigning to make a full-throttle animated movie, and finally, multiple Dog the Bounty Hunter games are currently in the works. Oh, you got close then, dude. You got, like, closer than I thought you were going to Told you I wasn't as confident this week. Shit, man. One more word next week. You're going (laughs) to... The the screw just tightens. Well, then it it will be up to you to do it, won't it? No, 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 because I host the show, so I'm excluded from this game. So go back to the original owner. Boo! The minute mic, the minute mic. So what what happens... Oh, no. Go I was, on, what? No, I was going to say, I'll be doing it next week. I didn't fail this week. I'm like, what happens if Mike's not here next week? But I'm, oh, like, well, I'm still doing it. You're just this guy's uh, obituary right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you keep bringing it in that direction. I'm not <laughs> talking about it. He's not gonna be, I'm assuming he's going to be every week. Multiple, um, multiple dog the bounty hunter games. Funny. Are you hyped? Are you <laughs> no, hyped? I you thought figure? I thought that guy was like on the run or something. I thought he was a criminal. Well, he was, you know, was I forget, I forget her name. You know that missing persons case that like blew up yeah. like the internet. Um, he was like involved. He was trying to track her down. Oh, um, in so the he's last still in good standing. This guy. I don't know. I don't think he's any good standing. <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter's <laughs> reputation's probably not one I'd put my name on, but what, what's the guy's name actually? Dwayne, Dwayne Dog, Dwayne Dog. <laughs> That's what his name is, Dwayne. Du- I'm pretty sure it's Dwayne Chapman. Dwayne D- Lee, yeah, Dog not Dwayne Chapman. Dog. Dwayne Holy Dog. shit! In 1976, he was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to five years in jail. Five years. Man, well, Djokovic got more than that. <laughs> hey, we weren't going to mention him in the, any part of one minute for the swim, unlike Joe Jai's wanted us to. But uh, yeah, right. look, I'm excited about the Steam Deck thing. I'll talk about that next segment. Uh, and I'm really interested to see what Sony's doing with this PS Now stuff. Because mm. PS Now, I don't really even. Can we get PS Now in Australia? I actually don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How bad is that? That was all. That, that's all based off like the Gaikai technology, isn't it? Yeah, but it's like I have to say, PS Now is one of the worst. Like Sony does this weird thing where 
they sometimes make great products and they just advertise it in the worst possible way. Like, you know what reminds me of the, do you remember the PS Vita TV thing that they made? I think so. Right, <laughs> It wasn't even called the Vita TV. It was sort of like the PlayStation TV, I think it was called, or the Sony uh, TV. Yeah, it's not to. But it was so those. poorly advertised. What I didn't understand of that, I saw it in the stores, like in eBay here. I would, I would have bought it if I knew. It was literally a Vita that you could plug into the TV. I'm like, hmm. that, that's really cool. Like, I like that. There's heaps of really cool Vita games. And it supported a whole bunch of other stuff. But Should, should have called it the Super Vita Boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it should have been mountable to the <laughs> PS4 or something. Um, so, yeah, like the PS Now, it's actually not a bad service. You can actually download, like if they're a PS4 game, you can download it to the console and play hmm. the game. So similar to Game Pass. Um, yeah, it seems like, you know, you had that rapport. I don't think we covered it, but from Bloomberg around, you know, their competitor to Game Game Pass. So, I mean, yeah, maybe it is coming in the next few months, maybe a bit earlier than we expected. I'm interested in that. All right. Well, do you want to jump into our features, Swinny? Let's do it. All right. Beautiful. All right. So this week I'll jump back into the wild world of Monster Hunter Rise with this spiffy new PC release. So if you've bought it on Switch, is it worth getting again? That's kind of like what I'm answering here. So first off, we should say thank you to Capcom for sending us the PC code to review. Um, And as I normally do, I I sort of like to just give the headline uh, of what I think of the game first so then people can just jump off the video. (laughs) Don't do that. No, but I, of course I will. I, like this is just—it reminds me of how much awesome, like of an awesome game Monster Hunter Rise is, and it actually makes me angry. It makes me angry that you haven't got into this game because I need to go on hunts with you, you bastard. So sorry, I was busy completing all my resolutions, acing them, unlike oh, some a, people a, on a, this podcast. Pretty easy to ace them if you can change them on the fly. But I'll serve that back to you. Any, didn't change anything last year. Anyway, back oh, to I should have done that. I should have gone. I've changed them all to things I've already done. But anyway, let's pike this, this argument. Um, yeah, this game is just super awesome. Uh, you know, like the Switch game, I've played stacks of hours of it. And then playing the PC one, it's kind of like interesting because... You know, and I put this at the bottom as a con, but, you know, it's super disappointing that you can't cross-save between Switch and PC. It does seem like they tried to figure out a way to do it, and they did post on Twitter, Capcom, saying, like, sorry, we, like, after a lot of investigations, basically determined we couldn't do it. Whatever that means. If It seemed like maybe it was just so much of an uplift on their end, like, server-wise and... It sounds easy to do that functionality. It's never that easy. It's it's always like pretty tricky, um, to be fair to them. But it is disappointing that element of it. But like simplistically, if you haven't played this game on Switch or don't have a Switch, and you're more of a PC player, or as I said, you don't have a Switch, it's just such a like obvious buy if you're interested in this genre or this type of game at all. Um, I, I played only a little bit of Monster Hunter World. Before that, I'd never really played any of the Monster Hunter games, but I couldn't almost imagine going back to Monster Hunter World just because the the sort of movement and flexibility of this game with the wire bugs, it, it it's sort of like, you know, I, I find this with Zelda games as well. Some of them feel very, like, locked onto the ground if you don't have as much flexibility versus ones that have hook shots and all these other kind of functionality. 
Um, and now I feel like, I always feel like going back after I played Breath of the Wild, it feels like, oh my God, I'm like really like stuck and I'm just looking at ladders and things like that. And these games are very much like this. The wire bug is just so awesome in this game. And just like going through some of the pros on the PC side, like big thing is like, it's an awesome port. Like they've actually put a lot of time and effort into this. This is not one of those console ports that you sometimes see where, you know, they've launched it. They've done a pretty hacky job. It's actually a decent, super awesome uh, console port of the game. So massive tick there. And sort of, you know, like compared to Halo Infinite, to be fair, like when I started playing Halo Infinite on PC, I was like shocked that I couldn't bump it past 60 frames per second. I'm like, what the hell? This is so bizarre. I'm on PC. I should be able to ramp this up. It's a first person shooter game. Uh, they've subsequently changed some of those things. But with this game, on the other hand, I've got like my 1440p, 160 hertz monitor. And I was able to run the game like pretty much at, you know, like 140, 150 frames per second on the highest settings. And it looks freaking amazing. Like the game looks so awesome. I've always said, and I think I said in my review of the Switch game, like when it came out, like I think it's probably the best looking Switch game. So it's kind of an awesome thing in a weird way when you've taken like a Switch game built for the Switch, I think fundamentally, then take it to PC or other platforms because it's already optimized. So then you're just going to amp it up and it just runs like buttery smooth. And as I said, like the game's just super awesome. Like you get into these awesome game loops where, you know, you're going out and hunts, you're trying to chase certain things that you want, certain armor, certain weapons, um, just, you know, completing a lot of the missions. I haven't done, I have to admit, a lot of the uh, multiplayer missions. I, I think I just need to like, unfortunately, uh, team up with some randos to, to get through a lot of them. Because you can do that in the game, obviously. Uh, it would be good if a certain person on the podcast finally started playing the game, but you know. Don't don't put your failings upon me. It's not my my failures. Your failures of not playing it. Um, it's your failures. <laughs> and you know, like the biggest thing for me is like, and this is linked back to the and you know Valve saying, "Yep, they're pretty confident that Steam Deck is coming out this year in Feb." For those who have ordered in the US, unfortunately, Australia, we don't get to be able to order it. Um, man, this game would be just freaking awesome on the Steam Deck. And the fact that, you know, it would have the same save data because that's all handled by Steam. So you can, you know, play this on your PC, super powerful PC, then play it on the go or just, you know, on the couch or whatever. It is just, oh, like, it, it's causing me to go, shit, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, like, keep playing it on the Switch, which I've already plowed in dozens of hours, or Switch to the PC because I, I have to I don't think I've said it on the show but I'm I've decided I'm going to get a Steam Deck like I'm just being a realist and I'm like shit I'm going to get a Steam Deck I, I think I think you've made it clear that you'll be getting a Steam Deck at some point oh, okay <laughs> okay I didn't realize just that. your enthusiasm I think proves that yeah look I, I you know I think the thing with the pocket picking up the analog pocket is I realized I'm more of a like a handheld gamer than a console gamer like, out of all gaming, like, handheld has always been my bread and butter. I've played so many DS games, so many Game Boy Advance games, 3DS games, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, going back to Game Boy, I think I've always just preferred the format because it's just, like, so easy to play. So, yeah, like, I'm super pumped about the Steam Deck. Hopefully it gets announced in Australia shortly. Uh, and I think, yeah, I'll be picking that up. And then that will really, I guess it's, yeah, I guess it just totally depends if I, if I, get through more of it or maybe i can um get the dlc on pc or something so mm. 
maybe get the DLC on PC and finish the main game on the Switch. I don't know. It's yeah, it's a shame that you can't transfer the save. Just scorched Earth, just start on <laughs> PC. Start again. Start, yeah, try maybe. some different weapon types, you know, like to me that's the benefit of being forced to start over yeah, with that true. kind of game. It's like I've been, you know, when I play through World, I got just I just got so comfortable with like two weapon types. But yeah, it's like, there's like so like. many different things that are completely different that it's like I, it, it's a good chance to try new things. Yeah. And just like, you know, like so many, you know, pros to this game. Again, I, I don't know why I care about this stuff, but it pisses me off when you install like, you know, a Warzone or something like that. It takes 100 gigabytes or 200 gigabytes on your hard drive. This game, because it's been optimized for the Switch, it only takes like 20 gigs on your hard drive. And I don't know. I just really appreciate stuff like that. I, I do too. Yeah. Um, the, like negatives, I covered like one of them before, which is like the cross save. That's, it's just more of a like, I, I don't know. I think I'm much more understanding of why they can't do that than I think a lot of other people are. I imagine there's a lot of engineering work to go into that stuff. Uh, and I always appreciate when devs do that. Um, you know, the in-game cutscenes are all in 30 frames a second. Which, cause, and by the way, the reason why I know that is because I've been switching bef- back and forth between the Switch version and the the PC version. I didn't realize the Switch version is 30 frames a second. Mm. It just feels very solid. Like, it's one of those games that's like a solid 30. And I'm always, I always argue, like, a solid 30 I'll take over a very fluctuating 30 to 60. Like, honestly. Like, I feel like it's just easier to play something that doesn't skip or jump or have dives and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. You won't really notice it, but yeah, the cutscenes are all 30 frames a second. The thing that shits me the most though, and it's like the easiest fix is why the hell do all these freaking PC games assume that you have an Xbox controller? They're always wired to have like the Xbox layout of like A at the bottom, B in the right, X on the left and Y on the the top like in the face buttons and it shits me man well up until maybe the last couple of years like that was the standard so i i 100% think it's ridiculous and it's something that surely they'll patch out you know patch in i should say um but i think they're probably just stuck in that mode still but it's it's inexcusable it's lazy it's totally lazy so i mean like I, i i'm only familiar with things like game maker studio and that has it by default you can just hmm. it detects and it's not like I'm talking about a very esoteric, like controller scheme. Like the using a DualShock or a DualSense or whatever. I think it's somewhere in the order of about a quarter of PC players use that as their controller. So it's not like a small group of people who, and it honestly does like throw me off. Like I'm like, I see it because I'm not an Xbox player, so I mostly Switch and like PlayStation. So when it says press Y, I'll literally press the Nintendo version of where Y is. I'm like, what the... F-? And I've, like, consumed an item or something like that. And I'm like, oh, why does this show me the wrong thing all the time? And it's so bad that I'm like, should I just goddamn get, like, a Elite controller or something? <laughs> like, it's pissing me off so much. But, look, I honestly don't have much bad to say about this game. I love it. Yeah, if you don't have a Switch, this is just, like, such an obvious buy to me if you're into these type of games. And um looks awesome. You know, like, it probably won't get the right reception, unfortunately, on PC. Um but, you know, it's a freaking awesome game. I still feel like the game's a bit underrated. Like, I know that Monster Hunter World hit everyone really, really hard. I was kind of surprised that this game didn't 
it, like sell a little bit better it sold really well but you know i could have seen it really sell even better than it did maybe it's a pandemic thing a little bit just because this is a kind of cool game to play with friends like in person and sort of online as well so you couldn't do a lot of that stuff obviously with the pandemic so hmm. but yeah no, big fan big big thumbs up from me and uh, again cool. thank you capcom for the code uh, and then we'll be going to our final review Swinny. the main events this the main, is what no, we all hang on. This is what we all waited Monster for. Hunter this Rise whole show. The main, event. the main event is the latest <laughs> Chemco RPG, which we, we talked about how to pronounce this prior to the show. It is spelt. Uh, I'm reading don't, it don't as spell I, it out. Just say it. Just say I'm reading it, don't, it don't as at sort of Alpesia is how I believe. I, I believe it's you said Alpesia. I said Alpesia first. <laughs> I believe it's probably sort of Alpesia. <laughs> Not sort of ellipsia, which when you it go to be. read it, and every time I go to write it, I write it as al- ellipsia. But anyway, sort of alpesia. So this, so we ranked thirty six of the <laughs> games last week, which I don't, I don't blame anyone for seeing that show show up in their feed and going, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost like thirty subs from that. So but that's oh, totally, good. totally. Um, <laughs> So this was the the game that came out a couple of days prior to that. I've now since played it. Uh, so we will at the end add that to the, the big tier list. Uh, so this is made by EXE Create, the prolific developer of most of Chemco games. I'm playing it on Xbox. It's also on PC, but it will likely release on PlayStation Switch, I'd say in a couple of months. But at the moment, it's only on Xbox and PC. And no, the game does not begin by panning across the overworld like the oh, vast yes. majority of the Exegrate games Hooray. in our footage for the tier list last week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to... I talked about the difficulty during the tier list of trying to review an Exegrate game because so much of what I want to talk about is assuming that people know the basics. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of split this up to into two sections. Like a general overview of the game, there's more suited to people that have no idea what the game is. And then sort of some new, the new stuff that people that are fans of these kind of games are probably looking to hear of what's different about this one. So sort of Alpesia is, a, if you haven't uh, guessed by now, is a turn-based RPG. It's very story heavy, lots of dialogue. Uh, you have three party members, although there are actually four main characters. The, normally there's, there's four party members and that's because one of your characters turns into a sword. So technically they're in the battle, but it's the, basically she turns into a sword, so there's only three characters. And they were, that's actually a huge part of the storyline. And honestly, uh, I'll get to the story in a second. The battle system is fairly standard JRPG stuff, uh, but includes lots of quality of life features. So this is not unique to this game, but it's just for people that are not aware of what these games are. So a lot of these games are like auto battle, three times speed, repeat action kind of stuff. They're games that you play through in that kind of way just because it's, that's the fun way to play these games, honestly. You know, it's not, they're not slow games in any way. Uh, you auto win weak battles, kind of like Earthbound, which... Uh, yeah, we were, uh, I like yeah. that feature in Earthbound. So, yeah. yeah, so that's mm. featuring all these games as well. So basically you enter the battle, bang, you win if you're overleveled, so you don't have to go through that. Mm. Um, and it makes progression a breeze. And when you enter a new area, a lot of these games, including this one, have uh, what's called... I call it like a beacon, but in this game they actually name it as an attraction tube. And it's like this thing that you basically go to at the start of the area, you can set the encounter rate, you can set it to half, but oh, then yeah. you, can fight, you can fight a whole bunch of battles in a row. 
So you can go, okay, I'm going to grind out everything. I talked about this last week, but obviously... Is this like every tile it. you move and you encounter somewhere? No, well, that's that's a specific item that you can, oh, okay. you can usually find, which is in this game as well. But uh, the game is incredibly formulaic. You know, generally you'll go to a town, it'll say, hey, you need to go to this area, you go there, complete it, go back to the town, move on to the next town. It's very tropey and everything like that. But sometimes that's what you want these games for. Mm. You want that classic structure and formula. Uh, in addition to the main quest, there are lots of side quests and missions. And missions are generally things that will um, refresh daily, so that you you know and you get cool rewards that allow you to unlock stuff in the in-game shop and stuff like that. Um, there's a reward system that you know if you've opened 100 chests or killed 200 enemies, you get you unlock like the different tiles on the board, kind of like Smash Brothers. We complete stuff and then you move on to another board and stuff. Mm. There's like a weapon and um, armor synthesis system. Again, like not unique. This is in most of their games, but basically allows you, you pick up a whole junk amount of junk. You go, okay, I want to strengthen my main weapon. Bulk select all the junk and it, they, it adds to the stats of your main weapon and carries across abilities and stuff. And in terms of the story, this is actually one of the best exit create stories Ooh. that they've done, I oh. think. It, it gets a little carried away. But it's actually a really, really fun story. Um, the characters are really cool in this one. Like, I was shocked. I was expecting almost like another run in a mill, like your Wizards of Brandel or Sea Carts or Liege Dragon. We talked about last week. They're mm. all kind of like low tier chemical games. Um, but There's really, quite a lot of those. Yeah, but really funny interactions, and that—that's why I actually enjoy these games for as mm. much as obviously I play. I do play them for achievements, and I like just sitting down and relaxing. They often have really funny reactions and there's a lot of also heartfelt moments. And, you know, that the mileage on that is going to vary between people, how much they enjoy that. Yeah. But it's actually really cool. And graphically, this is the last thing I'll say before I get to, like, the more the Chemco fan-related stuff. Like Chroma Quaternion, one of them, also the newer Chemco games, XA games, this year has much more of a pixelized 16-bit look. Mm. And so it doesn't have that weird, like cookie cutter almost crisp look of a lot of the other games so it actually looks quite nice and even the sprites um have angled um animations so you know eight-way animation like normally a lot of the these chemical games you'll just move up down left right and that's your character sprites your characters can go on an angle and so the conversations there's lots of conversations in this game your characters will be standing on an angle towards each other so it actually look just looks better i think they're actually taking inspiration although maybe feeling a bit um <laughs> by hit point the other chemco developer that does a lot better sprite work and their games look generally look well, a lot better even so. on the snes like it wasn't all eight way like a lot of them were no, four way. no. Yeah. yeah so this it, yeah it looks really cool but Ooh. i'll just now well, I'm, get... I'm now getting nervous for all these uh exe create I, I i find it funny how many how much i know about this since doing the tier <laughs> list now but i i do feel nervous for these mm. uh these exe create games uh you know well, could this be the top tier of the this is a secondary tier list actually isn't it <laughs> the, the, EXE. Create tier. <laughs> yeah. the i'll i'll get to that in a second i yeah, just want yeah. to talk about what for anyone that's checking this out that knows chemco games i just want to talk about what's different because actually a lot in this game mm-hmm. um so in battles you can actually equip three different weapons normally it's just like one weapon you can actually equip three different weapons and it ties into there's a storyline reason for it and each of them have their own skills. So it's very different from other games that I've played by them. There's a pet system, like partner animals. Now, they've kind of dabbled in this stuff with some of the other games they released on Xbox, but um, they tie, it's quite tied into battles, but I honestly didn't use it that much. But 
the biggest change, and I was kind of really taken aback by this. So in the tier list video, I criticized that this these games just have dungeons that are just mazes. You just walk around. Mm. There's not much interactivity. You might hit switches or grab keys and everything. Yeah. They actually tried in this one. They actually tried. Oh. There are like oh. tools and items called search tools or search items that basically as you walk around you and you unlock them through progression where you might unlock a, a lamp or a bomb mm. and you actually like explore the area using these items in the environment and whoa. doing things i'm like whoa what is what is Ixiru Crate doing? It's like they proper take... games. It is actually <laughs> like a game. <laughs> so it's like they tried, they put so much more effort into this. And mm. there's, in terms of, I guess, like, it just makes things more enjoyable to explore and, and mm. everything. But the quality of life, they, this is probably what some people are wanting to hear. They added some really cool stuff in. So normally the way that these work games work is you'll have cyclists that pop up in towns and you have to, at some point, the, the side quests will only be available after certain story events. So you constantly go around to different events, trying to find uh, towns, trying to find where these side quests are. Now they actually flat out tell you where they are on like the list of locations. So the oh, quality okay. of life is so good, like a marker, warp... a way marker, or something. Yeah. So you have a list of locations you can fast warp to from the overworld, oh, wow. and it yeah. will say this has got a quest. Go there. Um, so it's really, really good, especially for people that love just you know grinding through mm. and playing through quickly. And you can warp straight to the quest givers. And it's honestly just like, just they put these little touches of what makes the difference between these games. And they put a lot into this one. Like though I talked about the search tools. Mm. They actually list on the locations what areas have those areas you can go back to, almost like in Metroidvania. Like, oh, I got that in a later area. I need to go back to early areas to get items. to Because now I have the ability to throw a rope to climb up that yeah. cave or something. But yeah, look, overall... Um, you know, cool story, fun characters, but I guess it's time. Let's let's bring up the tier list and see oh, where yes. Sword that. of Alpesia ranks against our other Chemco games. So for anybody that missed it, this is the Chemco tier list from last <laughs> week. It took us two hours to come up with. It was hell, but it was fun hell. Um, so we'll, do you want to put a link to that video? Maybe we can even do... I've a, already done it. Oh, okay. Maybe we can already do done. the timestamps on this specific video on YouTube when we publish it. So EXE Create games are coloured in green in this tier list. So you can see the quality difference between the other two developers, which is uh, Hitpoint in blue and Ridian in orange. This is easily one of the best EXE Create oh, games. Before I've you played. ruin it, could, could this be the first A tier? Could this be the first A tier? Well, it has amazing quality of life. It has Ooh. improvements to dungeon design. I mentioned they actually put effort in. They actually wow. tried. Sword of Alpesia is an A tier. A tier game. Whoa. Is it is it top of the A tier? <laughs> it's not top of the A tier. That joke is left last <laughs> week. Please, um, this is the. I reckon this is the best secret game I've played. Wow. Maybe not everyone's going to uh, agree. I actually, it's one of the games. Like uh, as I said, I love the story, love the characters. They tried. This is going. Oh, I should actually control this. Yeah, I? yeah, you can control it. I forgot this I is... need to do this. I'm going to <laughs> chuck it in. I'm gonna, it's going to go at the end of the eight. The end right of the there. eight. That's good. So, sort of Alpesia. Nice. I really recommend it. I, I, especially for Kemco fans, I think it's going to surprise them. So, big thumbs up. Wow, look at that. That's. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed. We've finally got an EXE Create game in the eight here. We do, and the next game. <laughs> comes out on the 20th, 20th of January. It's a double drop this month. Two Kemco games. Double and 
this is the RPG, RP Golf Legends, the game. It's so <laughs> the worst diff- name. Different developer completely. It's called, the developer's <laughs> called Arctic Net. So I have oh, no idea what oh. to expect from this. New color. Um, New color. We need now. And the, uh, yes, we will need a fourth color. And guess what? The next <laughs> game after that comes out in two weeks later on the 4th of January from EXE Create. 4th of guess, January, did you say? Sorry, February. <laughs> and guess guess what? It's three. It? It's No, it's EXE Create. But oh, okay. I said it, but you missed it. Um, it is 3D, so I'm very worried. <laughs> <laughs> so we can have another F tier game. <laughs> because the lowest game on the F tier is also their only other 3D game. So that that game's that game's called Am that game's called Ambition Records, so I hope they've got their ambition in check. Oh, very good. Very well done. All right, so I, I'm, I'm fearing what we've done, what we've started here, <laughs> the fact that we've added to this tier list. It's good. Look, this is going to come up at least once a month, and so it's just going to happen to be to double drop this month. So. I, I might need to, like, take a screenshot of this so then you can link to it on other, other platforms. I was on bigwigpog.com forward slash tier list or something like that. Okay, very good, very good, Swinny. Good to see. Good to see the official Kemco RPG tier list is live. Are you you sick of hearing the words A, Kemco, and B, EXE Create yet? No, 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 no. I'm very unfamiliar with the whole thing, so (laughs) it's been fine. I'm glad to see, you know, uh, an EXE Create. They've they've had so many opportunities to have A and S tier games. I I wonder, (laughs) you might be the most knowledgeable person in the world about Kemco that's never played a Kemco game. Oh, I think think you might hold that title. I I disagree. I disagree. (laughs) And you know who would be? The poor slobs who work on these games who don't play them. You know what I mean? Like okay, someone in the marketing you. department or something like that. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, that's a good answer, right? That's a good answer. Not Canada. Not Canada. Yeah, I mean, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's a cheap way. Okay. So someone who's not paid to make these games, <laughs> not involved in getting paid to make these games, I am certainly the preeminent worldwide <laughs> legend status expert. expert. Ex- Connoisseur. Connoisseur of Kemco RPGs. <laughs> Although I think if you did ask me name the names of the games, I'd be like struggling. Oh. I'd try to guess a bunch of As Divine ones. As Divine Hearts, As Divine This, As Divine Wind, or I can't even remember what they were actually called. You need to go back to watch the uh, the whole two hour oh, yeah, list again. I'll do that. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen for sure. <laughs> for sure. Support our channel. Yeah, I, yeah, I will. All right. Well that rounds us out for the show. Uh, next week, what are we doing next week? Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows if Mike's going to be alive? We we'll hope play- uh, you will be. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Jesus. <laughs> who knows if Mike's on the show because he's feeling better? That's what no, he'll, be say. Feeling better. he'll be saying. He'll be um, feeling better. I I started playing Kingdom of Amalur Fate Sworn a little early today, so I'll probably... I don't know. I'll see if I, I feel it's worthy of a review, as in like... I should. You should. Whether or not let's it's pencil it in, let's pencil it in. I'll pencil it in. I'll pencil, yeah, pencil, pencil it, in. it in. Top of the top of the pencil here. <laughs> oh god, that doesn't even make sense. It's also very awkward. Um, DKC two. What does our schedule say? What games are coming out? I'm well, glad that Kirby's coming out. Like I'm definitely going to be playing that in March. And well, Triangle uh, Strategy. Shit. RP Golf Legends coming out. Hey, I might review that. I might review that. It might end up being a great game. I oh, don't Mike, know. Mike, oh shit, Mike has to make it to next week's show because this is episode 68. 
Well, we'll see. We we penciled potentially special for episode six. Yeah, we've got a we'll, big we'll special see. reveal. We'll we'll see. We'll Could see how we go. Channel. It'll get us banned. Imagine that. That'd be awesome. There's uh, a lot of good games coming out this quarter. And it does seem like uh, a lot of companies are taking Nintendo's strategy, which is like, unless the game's almost finished, don't even announce it. And then don't tell a date until it's like a month or two away from going gold. Like Kirby. We didn't know anything about Kirby until late last year. And now Mm. they're like, oh, it's coming out March. It's like, what? (laughs) Okay. And it seems like a, a crazy big for that standard of game, crazy big game. So, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting year. Elden Ring's coming out soon. Super pumped about that, man. Ambition record. (laughs) (laughs) And I might take some time off around Australia Day, so I'm sure I can uh, squeeze in some more games then. All right, well, that rounds us up for the show, right? Bye-bye. Catch you later.